0: <clears throat> Greetings, brothers and sisters. It's your brother Sonny Nisperance back again with another episode of the I Thrive Podcast. Or, as some of you may know me now, the podcast man. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in again to another episode. Today, I got with me right now, I went to Chicago, Chirac. You know what I'm saying? One of the most dangerous cities in America right now, and probably the whole world right now. Chitty chitty, bang, bang, boom, boom, almost all day, every day. But you know, even in the midst of that chitty chitty bang bang boom boom, you know, God is still able to pull some out of that chitty chitty bang bang boom boom, and you know, have them come into His church. We got brother Justin today. I believe where is it from? Like, uh, is it from Chicago, Chicago, you're at, or? It's no, I'm
1: from I'm from a suburb, probably an hour from uh, Chicago, called Zion.
0: Zion. Okay, Zion. Zion Illinois. Illinois. Okay, perfect. Yes. On, the, on the on the outskirts, so you're not with the Chirac, bang bang bang, uh, and nah, so forth. Nah, so nah, then to nah. t- to but the temple in Chicago, it's in Chicago.
1: It's in North Chicago.
0: North Chicago, but it's okay. Yes. Okay, I see. Wow, so you travel good a good distance to 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 you know get the
1: word and so forth. Yeah, it's, a, it's about it's about a good twenty minutes, you know. Oh, it's so. twenty minutes from you. Yeah.
0: So what's what's North Chicago? So I know Chicago, where you so know. So Chicago.
1: So you got Chicago, which you got the heart of Chicago. You got your South Side, your West Side, your East Side, oh, okay, okay. and your North Side. Then you go to, you just get, hop on the interstate and you go to the suburbs. Now there's different parts of the suburbs. You know, you got like your Park Forest, your Forest Park, mm-hmm. your um, Tinley Park. But then if you go the opposite direction, you head into like Gurney, Waukegan, Zion, Vernon Whoa, Hills, okay, and okay, okay, okay. stuff like that.
0: Okay, so the North Chicago—it's still Chicago, but just like completely on the north side. It's not like it's close. It's not like I can drive because you said it's about an hour away from Zion. So I'm yeah. like, what's an hour away? Like the the uh, downtown Chicago or
1: so just Chicago, period. Um, from North Chicago, uh, we have brothers and sisters that travel from the heart of Chicago. And it takes them about a good with traffic about a good hour and 45 oh. minutes, hour oh, and a half. Cool, that's cool, that's cool. just what traffic. traffic if there is no traffic, maybe about a good hour and 15.
0: Wow. So. Okay, so the temple's in Chicago, but it's further no. oh, or north Chicago. north Chicago, North Chicago, but it's further. But when you say north, is just the north side of Chicago, or is that another
1: no. city? The, the, it's just another. It's just another town called North Chicago. Oh,
0: so it's not even like Chicago, Chicago. Another town mm-hmm. called North Chicago. Wow. Yes, you see, brothers yeah. and you're learning some geography while you're on here too. You know, I didn't even know yeah. that. I just thought it was Chicago. That's it. I didn't know it was like North Chicago, was separate from Chicago. But wow, that's wow. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's that's something to know. That's something yes. to know. Okay, so it's not. To, so then you're you're a good distance then from where all the I'm, you know uh, oh, uh, no. the violence oh, and no. stuff. No, good no. good distance uh,
1: where 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 I'm at, In Zion, uh, they have a lot of it's just as bad as it's getting just as bad as Chicago. Wow. And North Chicago is just as near as getting mm-hmm. to Chicago, you know? Okay. there's violence in Waukegan there's violence that happens every day, every week, shootings. Crazy. You can look at someone the wrong way and, and they, that's it. they'll just that's it. that's crazy.
0: No no value to human life. No value yeah. to human in life, you know, but, uh, but I, that, that's enough of the geography lessons for today, brothers and sisters. Credit, yeah, I Time podcast for your geography lesson. That's something I had no clue about. But um, thank you very much for taking the time on Saturday. Uh, coming on wow. testimony of how God brought you into the world, out of the world and into his church. Before we begin, as usual, brothers and sisters. Um, this podcast affiliates itself with one church and one church only that is first church of our Lord Jesus Christ with a leader, teacher, and guide is Apostle Pastor gino Chennings. If you want to be baptized right in the name of Jesus Christ, you can go on the truthofgod.com, search up uh, uh, uh to click where a temple can be and see which temple is closest to you and set up that baptism. If you're just looking for a church as well to attend, same thing. You go on the truthofgod.com, click locations and see which temple is closer to yourself. Uh, also, let's not forget, brothers and sisters, uh, this uh, uh, podcast, it affiliates itself. And I say this with with uh, a, a strong soul firmness. I know maybe left and right confusion could go on because you have some now. They have taken upon themselves to try to name their church exactly like First Church and so forth. But I want you to know that this podcast affiliates itself. With only First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, where the leader, teacher, and guide is Apostle Pastor Geno Jennings. So, if you see a name that's very close, even if it's like I'm talking about, even if it says Truth of God, check to see if the leader, teacher, and guide of it is Geno Jennings. You'll notice once you see it on YouTube. But now they're re- I'm talking, about, you, you, they're really putting the name so tight because I, I, I remember uh, I believe it was a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago i seen a name, Truth of God Broadcast. I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not PJ. Who, who's this? So be very, 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 very careful with that. I don't want any confusion at all. Our leader, teacher, and guide is Apostle Pastor Geno Jennings. So if that person where you see it even says Truth of God Broadcast or First Church or something, if the leader is not Geno Jennings, if they say, no, Geno Jennings is not the leader here, then this podcast does not affiliate itself there. It affiliates itself with First Church of Religious Christ. All the links are in the description under the video. Um, Of course, before we begin, as always, I give all honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life and indeed our soon-coming King. I give double honor to the former prophets and apostles of old, double honor to our present-day leader, teacher, and guide apostle, Pastor Juno Jennings. And I give God thanks for the faithful ministering brethren who labor along with the apostle in this hard way of holiness. I also give God thanks for those of you who Uh, a slaver and you know in terms of usher security medical team and people that are behind the scenes camera crew everybody i give god thanks for you and as always brothers and sisters let's not forget to keep the apostle and his family in prayer as well as the faithful ministering brethren and their families just the same and don't forget one another brothers and sisters sometimes i just be going on my facebook it's like not a day goes by a post brothers and sisters pray for me brothers and sisters keep me in your sincere prayers Brothers and sisters, I need prayers right now. Let's not forget to keep one another in prayer because it's a serious thing, brothers and sisters, out here. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what is going on. But please, let's continue to keep one another in prayer. Keep me and my family in prayer. Brothers and I need all the prayers in the world. I'm never going to be shy or hesitate to ask for it. Please keep me and my family in prayer as I do the same for yourself. All right, that's enough from me. We're going to begin and get the testimony of our brother, Justin, uh, from Zion. My niece, not, 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 the, not the Zion from the scriptures. Man. This is Zion in Phil in America. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: We're going we're gonna to get his testimony on how God brought him out of the world into, and into his church. So, brother Justin, the floor is yours. Tell us, how did God get you out of the world and into his church?
1: Man. First, I want to start off, I was I was hard-headed, man. You know, growing up, I didn't have your typical mother and father there by your side. You know, like a lot of Americans, you know, um, my parents were divorced. They lived with each other. Then they separated. They lived with each other. Then they separated up until I was about the age of five. And that took a toll on me because I was so used to seeing mommy and daddy you know and then it just went to just mama you know and my mom she struggled as a mother growing up you know she she was young she tried her best though you know she tried her best and to take care of me and my sister the best to her ability and growing up just having her I didn't get a chance to learn certain things that a young man should learn growing up, you know. I was put in predicaments where I had to fight for myself, you know, and fight for my sister. Um, There was times that my mom would just leave us at babysitter's houses and stuff like that, and I would have to, at a young age, like, for example, like, their sons would just start messing with me and my sister to the point to where one day I had no choice but to, just snap and from that day on from the age I was seven six or seven I had that mindset like okay I'm gonna be a, a a protector you know of my sister and myself you know and even though my mom was doing what she's doing I didn't know at a young age what she was doing you know so I just went with the flow I was told my sister you know mom will come back you know and she did you know, she ain't never just leave us, you know, like I said, she tried her best, but we had that. What I did have is I did have that support from my grandparents, you know, my great grandma, my um, and my actual grandma, my mom's mom. But in the beginning, it was a tough route, too, because my great grandma was the only one that accepted me and my sister at the time. My great grandma and my regular grandma were the only two. My uncle didn't accept me at all because my mom married a black man. And he. Well, oh, your mom is white. My mom is white and my dad's oh. black. Mm-hmm.
0: So when she married a black man, her family pretty much didn't refuse to accept you and your sister.
1: A lot of. Oh. Some of them, yes. Well,
0: well, some of them, of course. But even just one, just yeah. one is like, what, what's going on? And because as a kid, I can't imagine what you would have been you know going through and
1: and with that being said like i didn't meet my uncle until i was about six when my grandfather died Mm -hmm. and he basically my great grandma told her told him that if you want to see me ever again you will accept my grandkids no matter if they white black chinese or blue you know you will accept my grandkids for who they are because yeah. they 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 here in this world now you know yeah. so he started coming around and we started to grow it was a little shaky at first because i didn't know who he was you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. he didn't know me <clears throat> i didn't know him so growing up you know he was a little hard on us you know he had a strong sense of humor and stuff like that and as a kid sometimes you really don't know how to how to place that you know you don't know if okay is he just being nice just to be nice or is he really sincere about his love and stuff like that but over time over the years him and I we're like best friends now after 20 years we're we're like best friends now so God worked that out in so many ways which I'm thankful for but back to the um to be, that be, before you so, before
0: you continue on cuz a question yeah. for you you said you know you didn't grow up and there were some of the things you were missing, you know, as a young man that you needed growing up. What were those things that you were missing that you needed?
1: Just one, just a discipline, you know, as me as a father now. When I never had that strict discipline, you know, I never really got whooped like that. I was spoiled. I could talk back and not get slapped in my mouth and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, just growing up too and different when when in um, school, how to how to you know fight and protect myself, I had to teach myself all of that. you know, I had to be put in predicaments to do that, stand up for myself, you know, how to be a father, you know, how to just become a young man at a young age, you know, And I didn't have that in me because my mom, was upset that her and my dad was not together and she didn't want me seeing him like that yeah. you know yeah. so and then when he came around my my family didn't my, my mom's side of the family really didn't approve of him at all because wow. he was black and because <clears throat> of things that he was into at a young age you know mm-hmm. um so those were some of the things i kind of missed out on um you know how to that, that male tire. figure
0: that you know yeah, that man just being there, because now as you got older and you see how much you miss out on, it's like, man, how come I didn't have that male figure there to really be there hard on me, to really, exactly. it's not good to do this, not good to do that, don't do this, don't mm. do that, and so mm-hmm. forth.
1: you know, I understand. I understand. And, and I, I just had that motherly love, which is nothing wrong with it. You know, every son, every child needs their mother and stuff, mm-hmm. but they also need, especially a young man, and in them times and now times, you need your father to show you, from right from wrong or a male figure to show you from right and wrong or just to show you different things that you need to learn as a male. Yeah. you know so those were kind of some of the things I missed out on um, which I, I was kind of upset on growing up, you know, especially when it came to like sports and stuff because my my pops was he he was a he was a dog back in the day, man, when it came to basketball, football, and when it came to sports and stuff. I had to train myself, you know, I spent them hours by myself training just to become the player I was that I am now, but was six years ago, I really haven't played ball like that in six years, you know, but even stuff like that, you know, but over the years, my dad and I did grow an excellent bond together and my mom and I, we have an excellent bond together as well. So. God worked everything out in the long run to where I can call my mom or I can call my dad today and we can talk for hours, you know, mm-hmm. and just conversate and not hold no grudges against each other and um, and things. Even though I did see some physical violence between my mom and my dad, I had to let that. I held on to it for years mm-hmm. and years mm-hmm. and years. Same with a lot of stuff. And when I came into the truth, I had to let all that go. Yeah. Especially if I want to be striving and tearing for the Holy Ghost. I had to let all unforgiveness out of me, man. And it was hard. It was hard, brother. I'm not going to sit here and say it was easy. It was hard.
0: And and tell hard. us how that divorce affected. Because you know, in the black community, those things were looked at as yo, man, yo shut up, you softy, and this and that. But tell us how did it affect, how much did it affect you as a young kid to see that now you're going to grow up no mom and dad inside the house?
1: So I'm actually, when my mom and dad um, split, I stayed in um, an all-white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I was the only black kid in my high school and in my middle school. So there was times where I wish I grew up with my dad you know yeah. and was on i would say how you say in out in this area because he was out here in waukee and the zion area while i was little mm-hmm. but when i was growing up with my mom it was hard because i went through a lot of racism growing up mm. i went through it started in fifth grade um when i moved to this all-white neighborhood it's called polo mm. and it was bad i experience so much stuff i experienced so much racism that i didn't think was still going on then and still to this day Mm -hmm. but there was times where i would go to lunch and people would tell me uh if you don't give me your lunch money i'm gonna hang you from the rafters um i've had after football practice i've had my stuff peed on um i've after my senior football practice, you know, like the um, the bandaging tape that they use yeah. for like medical and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So one day, um, there was a bunch of boys in the shower, man, and they took the tape off their pads and they was whipping it in the shower. And I'm taking my pads off and stuff like that, and I didn't, I didn't shower at the school at all. I lived right up the street. I just mm-hmm. went home and did that. But while I was taking my pads and stuff off, they was whipping the stuff the whipping the tape in the shower so it sounded like a whip Mm -hmm. and they said justin get in here so we can beat you like we did your ancestors and yes oh my god and at that time i was going through so much mentally because i didn't have a mouthpiece like i did when i got older Mm -hmm. you know when I was in high school, I kept my mouth shut mm-hmm. because I'm in an all-white neighborhood. Yeah. And you know, if a black man says something all white, they it's not gonna work out right. Mm-hmm. So I just humbled myself and there was days and days I would come home from school just crying and and breaking things in my house because mm-hmm. it was so much that was going on. Um there was kids that was trying to choke me out and I had defend myself for no reason. They would just come up and just start choking me out for no reason. And I would go to different schools for sporting events, and it was the same way. It was these country towns, and they was they was laughing and calling me nigger, and, and it was it's bad, crazy. man.
0: This is sounds and, like as if you, you're talking about a time where you were living in the 70s or the 60s Man. and
1: like, yes, wow. brother, I even had someone from the city of the town come knock on my mom's door and say, hey, they gonna have a rally. Keep your kids in the house. A KKK rally. Keep your kids in the house.
0: I'm just I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm shocked from what I just heard right now.
1: And I'm in middle school at the time. I don't even know. I don't even know what the KKK is. At, at, at that like time, that. you didn't know what that... And yeah, someone's I, I knocking on your door. Telling me, keep your kids in the house because we are finna have a rally. This is... I just, I just don't
0: know anymore. Are you sure yeah. you? this was not in the 60s or
1: 70s? Bro, this is... 2009, 2008. Yes, bro. I'm only twenty seven. Yeah, this is brothers and sisters. Did you just hear what he just
0: said right now? Somebody came 2009 or 2008, knocking on his door, his mom's door. Keep your kids in the house. We're about to have a rally. And for those of you that don't know what KKK is, Um, when I'm talking about racist to the max it's, it's them people that's hiding under those sheets but back in the times long time ago things were so legal which it shouldn't be like you would catch a black dude or two hung from a tree, burnt alive all this type of stuff from and through these KKK rallies but now here we are 2009, 2008 for that to still be going on
1: and and it even got worse too, man. Wait, wait, of wait, wait. What, what do you mean it got worse? What do you mean it got worse? Like like for Halloween. These are these are middle school kids, bro. These are middle school kids saying that they gonna dress up as a KKK and put a burning cross in my yard. At the end, they in sixth and seventh grade, bro. This is, yes. This is wild. So and while while you're like going this, through that,
0: you're going through the mom and dad not even being at home. Yes. And it's like, now you have to go. Oh, my.
1: And now I have to. Keep my mouth shut, Mm -hmm. but at the same because and I was a type at that time, my mom always told me, you know, if something goes on. Come get me, you Mm -hmm. know, but that only can happen for a man. Mm -hmm. That can only happen to a certain period of time before they start laughing at you and clowning you even more because oh mommy just gonna run to the rescue Mm -hmm. you know so between middle school and high school I had so much anger built up anger that when I graduated high school on my 19th birthday a month later I moved out to Waukegan area and Zion area Mm -hmm. and I live with my grandparents and from that point on it was, I went from the scary kid to a quiet kid to the kid that had a chip on his shoulder, was cool with everybody, but I had so much anger in me. I went from zero to 100 real quick. And it, it, it didn't take long for me to cut. Either it was family, if it was friends, mm-hmm. I, I had trust issues, yeah. you know? And at that time, Going through all of that, I didn't know much about God, you know. Mm -hmm. I didn't at all, you know, because my mom went to different churches and I didn't pay attention. Like I just couldn't pay attention at all. But what got what God got me through it, now that I know now I'm older, I'm walking in the truth, I know Mm -hmm. God's the one that got me through it. Mm -hmm. But at that time that was like my my problem seeker or my problem solver was playing ball. And listening to music, man, mm-hmm. and now being in the truth, that's one thing I suffer with is music, because You're talking about like
0: music from the world, pretty much when
1: yeah, rap, like, rap yo, music, and, and not not even per se, mm-hmm. not even rap, you know, like rap nowadays is different from what it was the early two thousands mm-hmm. and 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 nineties and stuff. But when I was listening to music. I like the old school jams, man, like your Johnny Gill, your new edition, your boys, the men, you know, stuff that made you feel good, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's the type of stuff I lived. And then of course, like my Chris Brown and J Cole and Wiz Khalifa and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But, and and young Jeezy was was the hardest I, I went, you know, at that, at that time, you know? So that was kind of some of the stuff that, I was listening to and I was playing ball and I would just play ball for hours because Mm -hmm. that was the only thing that could calm me down, you know, without me lashing out or getting upset. I could just go play ball or go run or do something like that to keep me from doing something stupid, Mm -hmm. you know, from lashing out on anybody, you know, and there's been plenty of times where I wanted to, but I just, couldn't man all I could do was just cry man you know and it took one day and I just it just snapped you know and then even when I graduated and I came out back where I'm at now even when I went back to visit my mom I couldn't even be there for a day bro like the next I would go out there on a Friday Saturday and then Sunday I was up early trying to get out of there man Mm -hmm. because i didn't want to see nobody i didn't want to hear nobody's voice i don't want to hear hey how you doing Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. i if i saw somebody especially the way i transformed from that 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 small town kid to now i'm in the in the in the suburb city kid Mm -hmm. and i've seen a lot and i was I've seen a lot, you know, so my whole mindset, my whole mood, my whole personality changed, man. I went from that, that shy boy to that, to that, to in the process of becoming a a Chicago boy, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's a difference on how people, how they talk and stuff. You know, the city boys, you know, they they got that mouthpiece, you know, and when I was in middle school and high school, I didn't have none of that. I didn't even know how to talk back, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's something I had to learn. But when I would go out there, I wouldn't even want to be out there at Mm -hmm. all. Like Mm -hmm. my sister would beg me to come. And at the time, while I moved out, Mm -hmm. my sister was still at that school. But she didn't go through the things I went through Mm -hmm. because she changed herself to fit in with the white kids. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I accepted myself to be black. You yeah. know, this is how I always told myself. This is how God made me. I'm black. That's how I'm going to be. I'm not yeah. going to change myself just for somebody to like me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's who it is. I wore, in the white time, I wore do rags. I had cornrows. I was working on waves. You know, mm-hmm. I listened to my music. I had. I was wearing chains and, you know, like you yeah. were seeing the music videos at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care what people said about me because mm-hmm. it, it was me at the time, man i was introduced to all that stuff at a young age so that's all i knew you know so
0: wow and then so now here here you're like you're 19 and you're with your grandparents and so forth so what what next steps happen from that point on
1: so 19 i come out here and i start working at finish line right and once I get to finish line, you know, I was working a couple hours a week. I went there just for the the, the discount because mm-hmm. at that time I was coming into becoming a sneakerhead. Yeah. So it was Jordan this, Nike this, mm-hmm. uh, Air Force One this, you know, and because I saw my pops wearing it as I was getting older because there was times that my mom would let me go see my pops and I would see him with all the news Jordan's on, all the new Air Force Ones, you know, the jogging suits to go with it and Everything like that. So when I was working there, I went to one day. I was after school, after class, I just walked the mall, you know, and I was just looking for another job because they weren't giving me no hours. So I stopped at the store called Belvedere Blues. And what it is, is like an urban store. So they sold like your 501 Levi's. They sold your rock revivals, your true religion, your hustle gang, which is like TI's brand. They sold all the, you know, what urban, what the kids are wearing nowadays, you know, ripped jeans, tight jeans and stuff with the stones on it. And so I started working there and that's actually where I met my best friend and, I'm married to her now today, you know, so <laughs> I actually met my wife at Belvedere Blues. So mm-hmm. but we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, um, yeah. But when I became when I started working at Belvedere, when I started working at Belvedere Blues, I went from, like I said, that 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 boy that didn't know nothing to and my features were starting to change at that time. I went from didn't know nothing to that scary little boy and to a light a typical light-skinned pretty boy mm-hmm. you know i was dressing good i had you know the waves in my head i i thought hey, nobody can tell me nothing after mm-hmm. talking to one girl out there which was my wife mm-hmm. after that you couldn't you couldn't i was on that mindset like you can't tell me nothing mm-hmm. now like mm-hmm. i got that that interest in one female already now you can't tell me nothing, mm-hmm. you know? So my whole mindset just started changing to when, and I was going to school and I was seeing, I was getting accepted by everybody, man. And I yeah. didn't even know these people. I yeah. didn't even grow up with these people. Mm-hmm. And they was calling me bro. They were saying, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. You know, we was playing ball together every day after school practice, you know, going out to eat, you know, your your typical like boys, you know, but I had my own like group I call my boys, but even though I still had that, I still didn't trust them like that. You mm-hmm, know? Yeah. Cause I've been hurt so much growing up, how can I trust you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um it 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 got better growing up. And when I was working at Beverly Blues, my dad and my uncles were big in the streets out here in Waukegan. Huh. So when his boys that he grew up with knew who I when they came in and they found out who I was, I had all types of protection.
0: Wow.
1: All types of protection to the point where if you get in any trouble, just all you need to do is make a phone call. Wow. If you need money, woo, woo, woo. if you if you want to get into the game, you know, we get wow. you in, you ain't gotta worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I had easy access to all that stuff with no problem. Hmm. No problem at all. And I could have easily went down that route, but I, even though I was still changing like that, I still wasn't Joe that type of kid, you mm-hmm. know, I wasn't, I wasn't raised to be in the streets like that. Yeah. You know, I, I just kind of put that chip on my shoulder or acted like that sometimes just to, you know, fit in. But then it got to the point where I didn't even have to act like that. Mm-hmm. But, even though I didn't act like that, some of them tendencies were coming my way because of yeah. the people I was hanging with. Yeah, and and there's been times that I had, you know, protection and just me starting working there. Like I said, a lot has happened from mm-hmm. getting shot at to getting threatened wow. to, to everything, man. So ex- explain to was, us
0: the the get it, How did you get shot at?
1: So there was. There was a girl and a guy that I knew, mm-hmm. right? And she was going through some things with her guy friend and me at the time. I wasn't, I wasn't on it, like on it with her, like that. I was just mm-hmm. trying to be, you know, someone you can talk to, you know, mm-hmm. if you need someone to talk to, you know, you know, hit me up, you yeah. know? So then she, she would text me and she would vent to me. And I guess he saw the messages. So mm-hmm me and my friend we were working that day and the dude came up to the mall the whole he was up there the whole day waiting for me Wow. and i was getting off and i saw he was still up there and all of a sudden i told my friend i was working with man we need to get up out of here mm-hmm. so we went out the back door of the mall and he was already outside waiting for us like oh. he must have ran do another store just to mm-hmm. wait for it. So I told my friend, I said, "Man, we are gonna go out here. We gonna do what we gotta do, and that's it. You mm-hmm. know, we, I got your back. You got my back. You know, I ain't, I ain't gonna punk out for nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the type of mindset I was grown into. Like I didn't care yeah. who you was. Like if you want, if you want to throw hands, let's throw hands. But you gotta be careful with that nowadays, because mm-hmm. people say that they want to throw hands." And then they pulling a gun out on you, yeah. and just kid dropping you right there, yeah. you know. So we went out there, and we're walking out there. I was like, man, he ain't gonna do nothing, you know. So he out running to the car, whistling. I'm like, what's he, what's he whistling for? Five dudes got out the car, bro. I'm like, oh man, we 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 finna go down there, and we if we get jumped, we get jumped, you know. Mm. And the, I, like I said, I ain't punking out. Let's mm. let's go, you know. And so he started running to the car and skipping to the car, hooting and hollering. And the door was still open to the car door that the dudes got out of. Mm -hmm. And he grabbed something out the car and pop, 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 pop. And I took and I'm in Timberlands. And I saw that and I'm I took off back into the mall. Over, over a situation that mm-hmm. I ain't had nothing to do with it. I was yeah. just being an open ear, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though she was trying to be on that with me, I wasn't though, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. I even told her that, like, we. I'm just here to hear you out, yeah. you know. So
0: no, it's a uh, that's the common life, you know. Of uh, especially, you know, I know in uh, Chicago, Chicago, Chirac, as they say. And what I mean, the common life, it's you could just lose your life for nothing. for nothing, nothing serious, looked at the wrong way, you're in the wrong neighborhood, you're listening to the wrong song, uh, uh, you, you repping the wrong rapper and all those type of stuff and so forth. But now that, you know, you're going through that and as you got older, things, you know, are getting better for you. And, you know, it, like it's pretty much a complete opposite from what you grew up upon, you exactly. know, because you, yeah. what, what, you, what, what you grew up upon. Like, did you ever have an itch to like say, man, maybe I'm going to become a Hebrew Israelite or maybe I'm going to become in a nation of Islam? Because you had I mean, if you go through all of that, it's very easy for those things to come into your head to say, man, these white people are nothing but the devil. Like, I'm going to I'm going to find something that, you know, uh, 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 hates them to say, did that itch ever come to you or or like it was no. just. No, nah, it, wow.
1: it, it was, like I said, when I, when I left that town, I left, the, I, I didn't look back, you know, and when I moved out here and like I said, I was starting to get recognition and I was starting to meet new friends and I was getting accepted. And when I tell you, I was getting accepted by everybody, everybody, yeah. you know, and I just looked at, okay, I'm finna, I'm 19. I ain't got no, I'm finna live my best life, mm-hmm. you know? I'm to just get myself see what I can get myself into and see if I can get myself out of it, you know. And I didn't, I didn't even know what a Hebrew Israel Hebrew Israelite is at that time until right. I came in the first church, wow. you know, because I didn't wow. really God. get involved. <laughs> yes, yeah, I didn't even know. And with the the Black Panthers and stuff, right. I, I didn't pay all pay that all attention, man. I was just trying to live my. I'm nineteen. I'm trying to live my best life, man, and, and do what I gotta do, you know? Mm-hmm. No, of course. So, okay. wow. So then now it. here
0: you're, you're living your best life, you know? You're working at Beverly Poop. What was the name of the store called? <laughs> Bel- Belvedere Blues. Belvedere Blues. Belvedere Blues. Uh, the de Blues, you know, the nice clothes and stuff like that, you know? And, you know, of course, you met your best friend there and so forth. When did that process now start where you know, you, you, you know, uh, of you coming into the truth of God.
1: So even when I met my wife at my job, mm-hmm. we still, she knew she was under, she's from Louisiana. So she was under a holiness pastor already. Mm. And when she was younger, you know, her mom and her and um, my sister um, from Louisiana, they um, they were already under a holiness pastor that preached some similar things to Apostle Gino, but some things he didn't touch on, you mm-hmm. know. And um, so she knew more than I did. And at that time, before I met her and as I met her, my aunt was trying to be a pastor. <laughs> and I didn't know that women couldn't preach. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know, mm-hmm. but I could never get into it, you know. Yeah. I was just trying to be there because I didn't see my aunt in years, and I was just trying to build a relationship with her and, you know, help support her and stuff, but I didn't know women couldn't be pastors until my wife told me. She's like, you know, women are not supposed to be pastors. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I didn't care at the time, you yeah, know, yeah. but my my wife still she knew some truth already, but she didn't know like what God has opened up for her now, mm-hmm. you know? And when we started dating and stuff like that and we got married, we were still in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, her and I, we when I tell you that's my best friend, man, we we've been through so much together. We we this is the only person I've ever vibed with. Like her and I vibed and got along with. even when we went through things, we still never left each other's side. Mm-hmm. We all even when we were dating, we still we acted like we were married, like we talked to each other, talk, um to each other. Like when we got into arguments and stuff and we weren't that type to go to parties and, and clubs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We'd rather stay in the house and cook some food and watch a movie. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. that's the type of bond that her and I had. And when we even got married and stuff too, we were still in the world, but we, we, we weren't in the world like that. You know, mm-hmm. we listened to our music. She, I wore, you know, I wore my worldly clothes, and she, she wore her stuff, and you know, stuff like that. You know, we drank here and there, and you know, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like we weren't party people. Cause mm-hmm. right after we got married, we we had my oldest son. Yeah. So when we had my oldest son, my whole mindset changed. like okay that's it I can't I can't be acting like a little boy no more I need to get out there and if I gotta work two jobs to take care of my my family that's what I gotta do because I don't want my son to have to go through the things I went through Mm -hmm. as a kid and have to worry about things and and not seeing his daddy and not you know always moving because when I was younger I moved a lot a lot and I didn't want my son to have to go through all that hmm. so we 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 both got in our mindset that hey we finna go to work you know we finna do this the right way you know and not be worried about all that stuff you know that's out there in the world and stuff and then we really started coming to truth after we had my second son uh, my youngest because he he Got that RSV right when COVID, right before COVID hit. He he was seven weeks old. And I remember my wife called me and said, Hey, we gotta take Bryson to the hospital because he's not breathing. And we took him to the hospital in Waukegan here. And they brought him in and they sent him right back to the waiting room at seven weeks old. And at that time, you know, I was still dealing with a lot, a lot of abandonment issues from when I was younger still. And I was, I was, I was losing it, man, you know, and at that time we were, we didn't even know, like I said, we weren't even thinking about God at that time, Mm -hmm. but my mother-in-law, she encouraged my wife to start reading the word and praying and we need to start getting our life right with God. So Mm -hmm. I remember there was, my son was in there for a week and I remember my wife was just up every night, just praying, praying, you know? in reading her word. And at, at that time I was like, okay, you know, I didn't know what I needed to do that. You know, I just did it just to do it, you know, say so I was doing it, you know, and I was, I couldn't understand it. I was getting frustrated, you know, so I would leave it alone, you know? And then there was a point I saw my son, his eyes were almost rolling to the back of his head. Cause he couldn't, he wasn't eating He couldn't breathe. So they had to hurry up and rush him to uh, downtown Chicago to the children's hospital. Mm -hmm. And when all that's happening, I'm, I'm freaking out in the bathroom, man. I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm hitting things and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I'm on the phone crying to, like, my grandma, my dad, like, man, my son, my son, you know, and I was telling God in the bathroom, man, take me instead. And I didn't know at the time what I was doing, of course, you know. Um, But. uh,
0: You just make sure you have to clear that
1: up. Yes. You know, so um, at that time, it was just a lot going on. And my wife was, I was starting to see my wife really get, involved with god you know Mm -hmm. and even though we were still under that at that time we were still under that pastor in louisiana which him and i grew had a great relationship too but he passed away in 2020 he got um he got bit by a snake because he still lived in louisiana and passed away and that broke my heart too because we were we were close but Mm -hmm. at that time I was still listening to Pastor Gino because that summer we started listening to Pastor Gino. Mm -hmm. And I was in between watching him and I was watching Apostle at the same time. And I was starting to get stuck on Apostle's teachings, you know, the way, because I ain't never heard nothing like it before, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember there was a sermon my wife and I watched and it would talk about the, the, the men of peril And I'm in my closet. I'm I'm throwing clothes out. I'm throwing shoes out. I'm like, that's it, man. I need I need to. Cause I was real when I went to when I started working at Beverly Blues. My fashion, I was real big on fashion. Like Mm -hmm. I, you could have the little color in your clothes, and I could get you that an outfit. I mean, a little color in your shoes, and I can get you an outfit that could be matching so perfect with it. Mm -hmm. You know. And when I was going through all that, I was crying in the closet, man. Like, man, I got to get rid of all the stuff, man. And, you know, God was really, really dealing with me at that point of time because he knew I loved fashion so much, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that time, too, my wife was praying more and she was really getting into her word and I was just watching her, you know. I was like, man, like she's actually taking this seriously, you know? And I was like, I need, to, I need to take this seriously too, you know, little by little. But at the time, you know, how when you're coming to the truth, you think you have to do everything right. Or once you get baptized, you start listening to work, you, you think that you got to start cutting stuff off cold turkey. So mm-hmm. I cut listening to music off cold turkey. I didn't even, I cut everything off cold turkey. Everything I was doing cut it off cold turkey but i just stopped and i kind of messed myself up with that because not too long about a couple months later i heard a sermon by apostles saying that you know when you get baptized you still got that 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 new growth on you you know you still as a baby Mm -hmm. and it takes a minute for you to get over things like that yeah so and I would, and still, I'm still, I'm not going to lie. I still struggle with music, mm. you know, because music yeah. was something that got me through, through the night with, you know, mm-hmm. even like, even like before my my wife and I got together in different relationships, you know, I could easily pop on a, uh, a boys, the men album or, or, or a new edition album, or even a a, Chris, a young Chris Brown album, mm-hmm. you know, and I could just lay back and just put my hands back and just, Relax, you yeah, know, yeah. and but when I came into that truth, it was I had a cut it. I thought I mm-hmm. had to cut everything cold turkey, mm-hmm. you know, well, and... no, you, you have
0: to cut everything off. But when you do so, when you when you when you do so to the point where you're sprinting, it's like when the apostle talks about That's when what. he used to be a, a sprinter, you know, the mm-hmm. pff, but somebody they knew he was a long distance runner. You understand when you're sprinting. At times, it could be 60 meters. It could be the 100 meters, right? It may take you 13 seconds. It may take another person 15 seconds or whatever the case is. But when you're doing a long-distance run now, it's different. You can't sprint a Mm -hmm. long-distance run because now you cut everything off so quick. But then you realize, oh, shoot, I'm planning to stay in this thing forever. And those things come right back because, you know, there was no steps to cut that thing off. You get what I'm saying? So that's where a lot of people, they come in this thing because struggle, but look, I always say struggle, it's better to struggle and take it on cheerfully and Lord willing you'll pray fast, keep doing (laughs) what needs to be done and Lord willing God will deliver you from that. You get what I'm saying? Versus accepting it. What I mean by accepting it, because now you could easily be in a position where you say, man, I think PJ doing too much. I think he's doing just a bit too much. I, how come I can't listen to Boyz II Men? How come I can't listen to Chris Breezy? Huh? How, how, come I, how come I can't do that? Like, I think Pops is doing too much. Because you, you can get into that category. Yeah. Very easy. That's what some do. That's what happens to a lot. They go from, look, refusing to struggle and just simply saying, nah, I'm doing this because I just think PJ is doing too much. But what I say, struggle. It's better to struggle. Yes. You're wrestling. You're tugging. You want to stop. You want to stop. You want to stop. And you have to really sincere ask God to hate it as the apostle preacher. Because some of us, look, we don't want to do some stuff. We just don't want to stop. Be honest. Hey, be honest. Man, and, be honest and, out there.
1: Be honest and, and there's, out and, there, There's times too where like I still pop it on, pop on a, a song or something just to see if it, it gets my attention or if it gets me excited. And sometimes I pass my test and Sometimes, like, I'm in the store and they're playing, playing some and mm-hmm. I used to, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 you know, but then yeah. I had to catch myself, exactly. like, no, you know.
0: Or them barbershops,
1: too. Oh, you, man. You in I, there? That's, what, that's why I'm glad I'm bald, man, because <laughs> I ain't got to worry about that no all man, you know, because when I was in the world, brother, my wife can vouch for me, man. Mm-hmm. I was getting a haircut almost every two weeks, yeah. and one morning I woke up, after getting a haircut, I brushed my hair down, put my, my wave cap, my do-rag mm-hmm. on. This is in 2019. Oh. I was still in the world at the time. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next morning, and I went to go brush my hair, and I see two big, bald, like, receding bald spots. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I started screaming. I was I was screaming. I was like, next! Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. she came and she was like what's wrong I said my hair gone, yeah. <laughs> said, my hair gone. <laughs> and so at that time I was still trying to keep it though you know I was cutting yeah. it real low and yeah, having to yeah. push it backwards lining up that mm-hmm. and then my wife and um, sister Alexis just told me one day she said you know what just let it go yeah let it go yeah. you know and then one day I was just cutting my hair. My, my brother that goes to North Chicago Temple, he mm-hmm. really encouraged me to cut my hair, you know, start learning how to cut my hair. Even mm-hmm. if I didn't, because at the time I was using one guard and just wasn't yeah. lining it up just yeah. like that. And then one day my, my wife was actually helping me cut it. She was just like, why don't you just try going bald and see what it looks like. It might mm-hmm. look good. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. We both did it, and she looked at me. She said, like, "You know, it don't look bad." Mm-hmm. She said, "Just keep the beard because mm. if you if you cut the beard, then yeah, 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 you yeah, gonna yeah. you gonna look like a... <laughs> I told her, "I'm gonna look like a naked mole rat, man." And, uh, <laughs> I cut that beard, man. No, you know, you seen the spy. You you seen spy kids. You know them thumbs that. Be yeah, running yeah, around, those
0: thumbs that be running man. around and stuff. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my god! So, oh man, yeah. yeah.
0: it's 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 like I say, it's. You just have to keep it real at the end of the day. The moment you start to lie to yourself where you're not struggling with something and you just keep going on with it, you just get more deeper into it. Well, you just have to keep it real because we all have struggles. We all have things that we go through and that we're going to go through. That's why i be repenting to God about stuff for in the future. I don't know what twenty years going to look like, God, I repent already. Yes. I don't want to do nothing, but I don't know what's going to happen. Then I have no clue. You know, next week, Lord, I don't know what's happening next week. I repent. I repent earlier. Yes. You understand, so we all we all out here struggling. We all look. I'm struggling. It's I, I. I always tell those. Moreover, I'm just a wicked soul that God gives an opportunity to every time. There's nothing good about myself. There's nothing. Uh, 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 there's nothing good about me at all. You know, but mm-hmm. some way somehow, I, God. Sometimes I just wonder why did God even give me the opportunity to get exactly. into exactly like I was. I was yeah. just. I mean, I wasn't no. Drug dealer killing thousands of people out there, but you know, I just man stuff like like just God, why, how, just how? Because you know how humans are towards each other. It's like ah, ah they ready to jump around. Oh yeah, but here, God is gonna still accept us after all. Like still be like just I, I just don't know. I just don't know. And
1: look, and like with the music thing, like there's still there was times where I was thinking, man, if I if I listen to it. Man, is God gonna is God gonna cut me off right then and there? Like, and then I had a t- I talked to some ministers, like, okay, like, and they broke it down for me, like, you know, he not gonna cut you off for something small like that, you know, like he like he he can like if you intentionally doing it. But if like if you slip up, you slip up, everybody slips up, you know? Well, you so you can they, get they, cut off in your slip up. Yes, thing. that's the thing. Yes, that's yes. the risk. But this they thing. said they mm-hmm. said, as long as you repent at the end of the day and you know what you did is wrong, you're trying to make a change, mm-hmm. then hes then that's better than you've not repenting and well, not course, trying to make course. a change and stuff like that so um there was times where i thought man if i if i hear something in the store and i start singing alone man am i just gonna is god just gonna get rid of me right now or you know and you don't even have to do it outwardly you could do it inwardly exactly outward, you could just be
0: but inside I okay, alright yeah, exactly. this is my stuff I, oh, you know, yeah, it could be exactly. anyone because that's what God can see, we can't see what's in there you get what I'm saying so it's, exactly. and even within that, look, even if you just say, you know what I'm finna listen to this thing just in one minute, God can cut you off within that one minute exactly, you know, exactly. of course we have our slip ups and, and so forth but the goal is, you know, is to, to do our best of what we can and what more we can't do we give it to God, but we have to be doing our part, praying, fasting, staying in the word, getting taught, don't being in the atmospheres. That, that's why, you know, I am I hope, Lord willing, we can start getting some first church, you know, mini stores, even if it's like some barbershops and stuff like that, where we can just be in that environment, you know, and, and be encouraged in such an environment and so forth. But when it comes to the struggle and the slip ups, look, it it's It's going to happen. You fall. We just got to get back up and keep striving and doing what we can. So pretty much for you and your wife, y'all are pretty much like a a, a COVID saints to say, you know, because there's some before COVID, hey, they were just doing their thing. You know, Mm -hmm. they're able to do their left. They're able to do their right and then their right and then their left and all sorts of stuff. But then now in between that COVID, when people just had to stay home, it's like sometimes, uh, you know, the apostle will just probably pop up and it seems as though, you know, you and your wife being one of the blessed ones, not lucky, blessed ones to be able to have the opportunity yes. to listen to PJ and get the teachings and get right. It's mm-hmm. a blessing. And you said now you were listening to still that man in Louisiana and still listening, and but listening to the apostle as well. But it's the apostle where it just that, that it got you hooked for some reason.
1: And what, what what really got me is when he was talking about how men, how young boys said amen, and then he started talking about you ain't a man until you until you start living for God. And, you know, he started breaking it down how these young men growing up without fathers and stuff like that and, you know, trying to teach him. And I was like, man, like. I ain't never heard that before. I'm, I'm I'm from a churches that celebrate Christmas and mm-hmm. and looking at you every type of way because you 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 don't have money or you know like but when I heard him hit it raw like man I don't care you know what you've been through man like if you you ain't a man until you live for God and he was bold on it you know and I was like man and I was just not listening to it. I was like man you know. You right like this th- I've never heard this before you know so raw and it kept encouraging me to listen to a more and more and more and then it, it actually taught me listen to PJ actually taught me how to be a better husband a better father and a better son man wait 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 wait, wait. I I,
0: I, need, I need I need you to you know repeat what you have just stated again because a lot of times you know, you have the, the, the people out there, you know, they always hear that, oh, this is a cultish thing. And uh, um, that man, he, he's a cult leader. I'm telling y'all, and this and that, and he has no love. Y'all aren't learning nothing. He's abusing a uh, woman. He, he hates women and all this. But brother, 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 please state once again, by listening to the teachings, what did you learn? And we're able to apply in life. Repeat what you just said again, please. Repeat it, please.
1: Man, listen to PJ. Man, listen to the teachings, to the sermons. It taught me how I be a better husband. A better husband. A better... So,
0: well, we're gonna go slow. You can't go too fast now, you know. Okay, some okay, people, okay. you know, some people, even though they can hear, they they, they got, you know, they're hearing impaired. So you have to go slow. Exactly. We have to go slow. So number one, it taught you how to be
1: a better husband. Okay. Husband, mm-hmm. what and else? what I I can elaborate on that, like uh, it's taught me how to humble myself, you know, actually communicate with my wife. Um, it's taught me how to, you know, just communicate differently, you know, because communicating in a world is different than communicating and
0: communicating in in holiness, truth,
1: and get mm-hmm. understanding, you know. Yeah. I'm able to humble, let God deal with me on certain situations and, you know, and pray about it, say I'm going to go pray about it instead of going and say, oh, well, I'm going to just go talk to my dad and get advice. No, like, like, it taught me how to do things like that, how to be a provider for my wife, you know, sincere, sincere for my wife and, you know, and just how to love her, man, and not, just love her genuinely you know even though I loved my wife when I was in the world but it's a different love when you getting taught the right way especially when you was never taught and like I said she was my best she's she's my best friend you know so I never wanted to hurt her and stuff like that even though I said we had our disagreements and things might have happened in the past but God brought us through everything Mm -hmm. Everything, if I can, if I can say that God can heal a relationship, if he can heal a marriage, God can do it, man, he can do it, but listen to the teaching, man, it it made me a better father too, man, it taught me how to be there for my kids, you know, you gotta work, take care of your kids, no matter, no matter what, no matter if you and your wife is not together, no matter if you gotta work at McDonald's 16 hours a day just to provide for your family, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you, you created the kids. It's your job as a man to take care of them. Yeah. And I knew that, but I didn't have it hit raw like that. You know, I ain't never heard it on TV hit strong like that, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it did something. And I started, listening, and when I first had my son, my oldest son, I was so protected of him, I didn't, I didn't discipline him like I should have, so he was starting to get into that, to that spoiledness mode, you know, and then I heard the teaching on how, how to, you know, get get children in order, you know, and I was learning on that, you know, and I look back, where I'm, I look at where I'm at now and look back and see the progress just by listening to the word and let God deal with me and allowing God to use Apostle Jennings to preach that word so raw, man. And and he and what I love about it is that he don't care who you are. He does not care whatsoever, and that's what I love too, cause. A lot of preachers, they be scared, okay, if I say a certain thing, they am I, am, am I going to have someone, people come next week? He don't care. He even said he drove um, to one person for 10 years, 10 years. I haven't heard any other pastor that did that, you know? But yeah, it's made me a better husband, a better father, and a better son because it taught me how to love my mom again. It taught me how to, even though the things I went through in life with my mom and situations I put in, how to forgive her and how to love her again, you know, and genuinely love her, you know. So those are the things just by listening to the teaching has really done for me.
0: So it's pretty much what you were missing growing up it it it, yes. it 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 was waiting for you it was ready and waiting Man. for you at an appointed time the whole time you're missing Man. it at a young age you didn't have it but there was always an an, an appointed time where you're going to receive it you know yes. and that's, that's a blessing itself being in this but now before we conclude brother you know from all that you've been through you know all that you have gone through all that you have experienced because th- this was some hard stuff like man and, man
1: and it's not even it's not even all of it brother like if i tell you everything we'll be out here for four or five hours wow. brother wow. but okay yes. what was the what was
0: out of all that happened what was the worst thing what was the the worst thing that occurred like what that comes to mind
1: when i was younger my mom was working and you know, at that time you could trust people to watch your kids and you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, paying daycare fees, you know, you just pay them a little money out of pocket and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at that time, my mom was taking me to this lady that was watching us yeah. in a town called Rochelle. It was me and my sister. And she was she was under the Catholic ministry and stuff like that and that's why I never even when I was little, I would not go to a Catholic church because she was so involved with it and she used to take me to church with my sister and her my she would take my sister and I to church with her on Sundays and she would I would just hear them singing there and I I was scared man I'm not gonna even lie to you because I didn't know what was going on, you know? So there was a time where the woman, she she used to beat me all the time, man. Like she used to just kick me in my back. She touched me a couple times, man, while she was giving me a bath. And that was probably the most traumatizing moment I've ever had. Out of all the stuff I've been, I told my mom and at first she didn't believe me. And then it happened again. I came home crying and and I was freaking out. And I told her, I said, don't take me over there no more. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't take me over there. Call Just call my grandma. I'll go over there every weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. After that, I started, as I got older, I went to other daycares, but it was to the point where I was able to get off the bus at the age of 11 get off the bus at my at the time my mom and I lived in a trailer um in a town called Dixon now Dixon was a town where it was white black Mexican Mm -hmm. Chinese whatever you know and I got and I was happy there Mm -hmm. but I was also getting in trouble a lot there too I had smart mouth I was fighting a lot Mm -hmm. um I was getting in trouble at school to the point where we had the card system right and they would tell me, go flip a car. And I said like, I'll tell them, man, I'll flip two of them for you, you know? And what's that going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was getting into a lot of trouble there and stuff like that. So that's when my mom moved me to the town I told you about, mm-hmm. you know, with all the stuff that happened. And after that situation happened with being touched and, mm-hmm. and getting beat and grab my my wrist and grab and stuff like that it, it just it does something to you man yeah. especially when you're growing up you don't like too many people touching you exactly. and yeah. and stuff like that you know and you're always looking around your shoulder and you know you just get that you just get into that mindset you know yeah. oh wow so it, my it's,
0: it's, 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 you went you went through a lot you went but, through a lot.
1: But yeah, if I could, if I could, if I, if we had time, four, <laughs> five, six, man, you could, you could write a whole book on it, man. Hey, sounds, know, sounds, so- sounds like you need
0: it. sounds like we could do a documentary with your stuff. You know what I'm saying? The way you man. through your left and right, but it's, it's just, you can't really get anybody to act out and say those things that were said to you, you know, but no. it was, it was just, it was wow. You know, I've yes. never, so I said, you never, I never know what to expect with these testimonies. I never thought if I, I thought if I would have heard something like this, maybe it would have been from maybe a mother or a age brother, you know, not, not in 2008 or 2009,
1: you know, no, and like and going back to that, like even another time I remember, like they was on a bus, like we was going to a basketball game. I'm in seventh grade and there was a guy that um a lot of kids in my town used to listen to. I'm sure you know him, Ozzy Osbourne. And there was a song that he used to say, um, I forgot the name of it, but they switched it up and they said, I'm rolling on the tracks because I'm a crazy slave and stuff like that. And they would just be on the bus singing it and stuff like that, man. And I only had one true friend out there that actually stood up for me, you know and he did to the point where he was getting in trouble every time Mm -hmm. but still it was only so much that he could do Mm -hmm. you know I I I went home told my mom and stuff but I had I had to get to that point where I had to take matters into my own hand but I wasn't at that mindset yet Mm -hmm. I didn't get into that mindset of taking matters into my own hands until I moved out of my mom's house because like I said I started changing and seeing different things and personalities start changing and not caring, you know, at all, you know. So, oh wow, you you
0: you really went through a lot and you know, thank God that the putting matters to your own hands, it didn't get more than, you know, what occurred cuz it could have gone left quick, you know. You could have want to go get, you know what I'm saying, finna get strapped up. And then everybody, you know, and life. I threatened my
1: mom, they threatened and I threatened your my mom to, to, to leave, mm-hmm. you know, leave right. and go live with my dad. Mm-hmm. And I thank God that didn't happen because my cousins and stuff that lived around my dad, they was all in that. They was yeah. now they, they was about that life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and the schools out here at the time and still now. People are about that life, you know, mm-hmm. they about that. They 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 will pull it out and, and, and let it rain, let, let it rain, let it rain. And, oh. and, and it's just I think God I didn't get into that mindset because if I did it, I'm saying God I didn't run away and come live with my dad, because if I did, I would be dead in jail or maybe even worse. You know? Because that's the type of stuff that still goes around or out here. Like, the the violence out here is is so easy to get into. It's easy for you to get into that dope game. It's easy for you to walk around. There's 15-year-olds now, 12-year-olds walking around neighborhoods strapped, fully strapped, and not caring. You know? So, at that time of of day, and I just thank God I didn't come because who knew what I would have got myself into, mm-hmm. you know, like that's why now I'm in the truth and I'm, I'm striving. I'm tearing for the Holy ghost that I can appreciate now what I went through because I can use it as motivation to fight harder and tarry harder and seek the Lord for everything, you know, and even, like I say, even though I went through those things, um, I was able – I had a forgiving moment. There was a boy that I actually – the one that – remember the, the testimony I told you about with the whipping in the shower? Yeah, yeah. He actually texted me during COVID right after George Floyd died and the whole rallying stuff was going on. He texted me and he said – hey, I know I'm the last person you want to talk to right now. But he said, I am so sorry for everything I put you through growing up. And right then and there, I had so much. And I was I was just coming to the truth mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. In 2020, I was just starting to listen to pastor and, and starting to change my life around and starting to see things differently. And I felt so much come off my shoulders and all I can say is thank you, Jesus, you know? And when that happened, that's when I was able to start forgiving like my past, you know, even though I talk about it now, I forgave everybody my past. You know, I don't hold no grudges against nobody. You know, if I see somebody in public, say if I go and visit, I won't. I won't look at nobody cross side. You know, I'll say, "Hey, how you doing? Know how you been and stuff like that." Even though I went through that stuff. I got to be a better person. You know, I can't have that on my, I can't have like we used to say, well, I can't have that chimp on my shoulder. You know, yeah. I, I can't, I can't have that on me because it's not going to get me nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never going to get what I need to get. If I still have that, that, that grudge on somebody for what happened in the past, yeah. you know? So when he, when he texted me that, I said, man, I said, I, I forgive you, man. I said, I appreciate you reaching out to me. And this was, 2020 last time I saw him was this was 6 7 years since that a lot of that happened you know mm-hmm. and it just I think I for him be able to reach out to me and it took something so tragic that was going on in the world at that time for him to reach out and be like hey man I was dumb I was stupid and and I'm so sorry and like I said I had a lot of a lot of lot of stuff off my shoulders then. Mm-hmm. and it felt good, you know, to yeah. just say, I forgive you, you mm-hmm. know.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Well, it is. That's thats something, you know. Um, thank God he caught you while being in truth because no telling what would have happened if you weren't and right. you were still keeping that grudge and didn't have the teachings to remove that grudge and so forth. Yes. You know, it could have just gone left uh, real quick and so forth. But you know, before we conclude, you know, from all that you've been through from young, and of course, there's so much more um, that you have been through and so forth. How grateful are you to God for Apostle Geno Jennings?
1: Oh, I thank God every day for Apostle, for the the, the the dedication he puts in, the willingness he puts in, the travel all over the world just to preach the truth and not get paid not one penny for it mm-hmm. that he does everything on his own and of course having god in everything you know um just being able to just just being able to do the things he does man it, like sometimes you can't even you there's so much to say that you can't put the words to it at that time but just to see Everything happening, like he talks about in, the, in, in in this past that when God showed him things and that is coming to life, it's like, wow, you know, and even coming into the truth, like the day I really started believing what I heard and believing what was teach was when my wife and I were praying last year in November. And when God filled her with the Holy Ghost right there in my living room and I started speaking in tongues, I said, "Okay, this is real. This is real because I ain't never seen nobody get filled with the Holy Ghost before, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I thought it took years and years and years for it to happen, you know, because God was still opening up my understanding. But when he filled my wife that day while we were praying, I was like, this is real. This is real, you know, and from that day forward, I didn't, yeah, I still fall here and there, but I I put, try to learn, know God more and more every day, try to get in that word as much as I can, listen to apostle. That's why I thank God so much for him. Keep stressing on Terry for the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Terry, you know, if you ain't got nothing else in life, Make sure you write with God, Mm -hmm. you know? And I love how he talks about man, God could come back right now. And I don't even know if I'm going up with him, you know? And just to hear the ministers, too, be on one accord saying, I ain't worthy to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I ain't worthy to be living for God, you know? Even though what they've been through in life, you know? But they still say, I'm still tearing every day just like you guys. You know, and that's what I love too, because they they're not making themselves feel like they better than somebody. They struggle with stuff just like we are. And I love to hear that from all the men of God, and all the brothers and sisters, man. You know, just the ones I met so far, they all say the same thing, man. We striving, striving, you know, to get this right. And I love how Apostle just he doesn't switch up at all. You know, he keeps it raw every sermon, every, every, every word he preaches on. He, he keeps it the same, doesn't switch up for nothing. And just like um, a couple of sermons ago when he had that debate in the Bahamas, you know, you learn a lot. Every time you listen to something, To it might be the same message, but it's broken down differently to where you can understand it. And I just thank God for opening his understandings so much the way it is now. And I, I pray that God continues to open his understanding even more, you know, and it's just truly, I, I just thank God for being in the truth, you know, and I just thank God for it, man. Wonderful. That's, that's, that's wonderful.
0: Wow. Brothers and sisters, you've heard it. And those of you watching, you have heard it moreover, you know, um, by God's permission and God's grace, brothers and sisters, i always going to do the best I can to constantly have these testimonies come out consistently and so forth. You know, you have some that are ready to share and some aren't yet. And so forth. For the ones that are and that come on, thank God for you. The ones that aren't ready yet, I'm waiting, but I still thank God for you just the same. Because when you come and look, I have one uh, uh, sister telling me the other day, man, after she shared her testimony, her family turned against her. You understand, just just turn in fact, I remember another sister telling me, man, it's like ever since I shared my testimony, nothing but problems, nothing but problems would be coming onto our life
1: in fact, even go- when you come yeah, go ahead, even when you even when you come in the truth, man, yeah. like your family it just like I used to be so like I was close to my family, but when I came in the truth and we cut off my wife and I we cut off uh all the all the holidays and, and and stuff like that. That's when people's like, "All right, man, you must be in a cult, man." Like, they, that's that's the favorite word. To say, "Oh, you in cult. a cult," yeah. and I'm like, "Man, I can leave when I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I want to leave now, I can.
0: Exactly.
1: Ain't no cult about it. Mm-hmm. It's just." They're so focused. Like my, my grandma even told me, like, she listened to Gino just one sermon. She's like, he's so vulgar. And <laughs> I said, because you listen to his voice, man. When he say, follow me in the Bible, follow him so he yeah. can see. He talks about women all day. No, he get on the brothers too now. Don't, 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 like, don't, don't, don't get it twisted now. Mm-hmm. He He get on the brothers, man. You know, and, he, and he's not that he's down to the women. He's just encouraging the women, you know, that that there's a proper way to hold yourself. Anybody, there's a proper way of holding yourself, you know? And Absolutely. and Absolutely. when they hear stuff like that, they're they ready to fight, man. And But when you first come into that truth, you want to defend, you want to argue, and you want to start throwing scripture, and then you got to come back to – Come back, like man. I ain't equipped for all this, man. I I ain't scripture in, inclined yet to be throwing scripture. I can't break it down. So that's why, I, like, nah. I just keep my mouth shut. So I'm just pray for you. You know, just pray no, for it, you. It, it,
0: It's because when when you're coming into the truth or you're sharing your testimony of what God has done for you, and it's encouraging those, and it's some are out there watching and saying, "Wow, somebody else went through it," and and it's it's it, it's like the devil. He doesn't like that. You understand and, and like
1: even like with my grandma she told me she was like you know, a bunch of my family she was like I'm surprised to see you in a suit and cause when I was in a you you could brother when I was in the world you could I, I hated dress shoes wow. hated them when I went to my high school prom I wore an all white suit and air max 90s <laughs> Yeah, I was the only one in there in some Air Max, not all white and gray Air Max 90s. Like, I had like, a, like I, that hood kid. That hood kid that just, man, you know, just, they go just man, throw what they got to throw on. <laughs> man, and I had all white suit on. I had just got faded up and I had some Air Max 90s on. And even after that, when I was still out here and stuff, I never put on a pair of dress shoes at all. I had, I would not put my feet in them. But, it got to that point when I started wearing suits, and my brother from my church, I told you about earlier, he actually introduced me into like suits and dress shoes and stuff like that. Because I saw him in church and I saw him wearing all these different suits, I'm like, Man, those suits must be expensive. And he's like, Man, I go to the thrift store, man, and I went to the thrift store the first time with him, and I it was like walking into a candy store, man. I could take that fashion I had out there in the world and I can apply it to Modest Apparel now. You know, I can, no, you know, as long as it's according to, it ain't nothing against God and stuff course, like that. Course. Not wearing no lime green suits or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, I can, you know, just, you know, have some fun with it, you know, and I thank God for that, too, because I, I was, brother, I was stubborn about wearing suits and dress shoes and stuff, man, and it, it even got me comfortable now to where even when I came into the truth, I was so nervous to pray because I didn't know how to pray, mm-hmm. you know. I was so nervous to sing in church. Now I'm I, I praise and testimony every other Sunday, wow. and I love it, yeah. you know, and so I thank God for all of that, man, because he's definitely – Allow me to open myself up more and be and not worried about what people are thinking about me. Even if when I pray, I can cry out mm-hmm. and not worry about someone looking at me and judging me or saying saying certain things. You know, I, I can sing, do praise and testimony. Even though I can't sing, mm-hmm. I can still glorify God. That's what it is, That's and what it is. and and everybody. And not one time have I heard anybody down me, because I can't sing, because my first time ever doing Praise and Testimony, but it was a disaster, and I went up there, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, brother, I was so offbeat, man, my <laughs> clapping was offbeat, my singing was offbeat, man, and then I heard, and then I was worried about, man, I, I I don't know if I can do this. You know, I, I can't stay on beat. And, you know, and, and I heard a sermon by Apostle Gino, you know, we're talking about how if you're going to do something in the church or if you're going to do something for God, make sure you're doing it for God and not trying to prove yourself to nobody. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, the next time I did praise and testimony, I just closed my eyes and I let God do it for me. And I'm trying to get up there every every chance I get, Mm -hmm. you know? So I thank God for all of that. Wonderful,
0: it's wonderful, brother. Thank thank God, you know, for you and your testimony and uh, for him bringing you or or keeping you through all that you went through. Uh, Those that really understand and know racism is going to really understand what you've been through versus, you know, some who don't have uh, knowledge of that world you know, or so forth and and stuff. But especially in America, everybody, you know, most people know America. You know, you're going to have some racist people up there. I just didn't know it was so plain and so out there like it was back in the day and whatnot. And for that man to message you years later, that that just goes to show that's something, even though when someone does something, they don't forget it. They don't, you know, uh, wander upon it to say, hmm, what if, what if, but it's like, Nah, I did my wrong. Let me reach out to, to to this person or to that brother or to that sister and so forth. But, you know, give God thanks for you and that you're able to have a forgiving heart as well. Um, Because I say moreover, so many think it's so easy to, tr- I'm talking about actually forgive now. Where you could be around the person and not have, you know, no ill wills, no nothing. You know, you're not thinking of trying to kill them right now or anything like that. <clears throat> you know, so... And as I say moreover, for those of you watching, you know, the, the truth of God is, is God's church and God only has one church. So, you know, keep, you know, if you haven't already, start listening to, to the apostles, start listening to the teachings and take your time. Take your time. Don't, uh, you know, put it into yourself where I have to get right 150% overnight. It's not the case. You know, it takes time for everyone. You know, it's better to Take your time in this, instead of sprinting. Because when you sprint, oh, you're gonna you're gonna crash, and we don't know how bad that crash is. It's like a car that speeds. You know, I I used to be I used to be whipping over two hundred on the highways. You know, don't worry, we'll go get to my testimony eventually, (laughs) glory to God. But (laughs) you just don't know when you're gonna crash, or you don't know how bad it's going to be. There's some they get to that crash, they don't make it out. There's some. They get in that crash and they com- they're they completely dead. There's some, they get in that crash and they believe in God. We just don't know. Take your time. Take, take your time in this and just listen to the teachings and apply the teachings. One uh, advice I give to those, especially those that just come into truth, just keep listening to the apostle on YouTube, but don't listen to him as if, You're just putting him on, if that makes sense. Actually get an understanding from what you're listening to. There's videos I've watched of the Apostle. There's some videos 10, 15, 20 times, and it's always I get something new. Look, go back and play some of the uh, uh, maybe very recent telecast. You're going to see, shoot, I was there. How come come I didn't hear
1: that? You know,
0: you're going to get, because understanding is starting to come in. And once right. you're able to establish yourself where you're listening and actually getting the word and applying it, now you'll know left. Now you'll know right. Okay, that 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 is right. Okay, that that isn't right, and so forth. But when if you're just listening to it just to put it on, and his voice is going, his voice is going, and now the whole time, it's like okay, nothing came in. You don't mm-hmm. really get this word in you. And for those of you outside, look, oh, bro, I'm. I'm I'm in drugs. I'm in the club. You know what I'm saying? I am, I'm, uh, uh, I'm a drug dealer. I'm a stripper, uh, 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 gangbanger. I'm a rapper and stuff like that. God I don't want nothing to do with me. Watch, just 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 watch. You know, nah, bro. Like I, I keep I, I I've 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 stabbed before. I shot at people. I I robbed people. I I, I did this. Watch, just 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 watch. Just watch the t and. Slowly but surely Some it's right away But some it's like You know it's 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 taking time It's It takes time and it's like You know something catches you And then you, you say like so many I've said man, this, this man is talking to me He's talking to me You know he's, he's talking to me It takes that time brothers and sisters But that, that's my advice to you Be encouraged brothers and sisters in this thing And once again If you're struggling with something Struggle Come out, work to come out that struggle. Don't don't stay chill in it, but struggle instead of. Ah, uh, you know what? I mean, I get rap that's talking about hitting holes and stuff is bad, but this music I used to listen to, it did help me get up. It did help me get out through situations, and and pops is saying I can't listen to that. Nah, I, I don't. I, I think I think struggle, brothers and sisters, struggle, man. But the law of divorce, it was back then. Maybe I, th- I think Peach, I think he's missing something on that divorce. I think I'm allowed to get a divorce because I don't know where he's coming from with this teaching. Struggle, brothers and sisters. Just just struggle. That, that, that's it. My days. I mean, what's wrong if I'm looking at a woman? It's in my nature. You're telling me, no, I, th- I think he's doing a bit too much. I should be allowed to date and I need to test drive that out. And re- struggle, brother and sister. Just, just struggle. Know that you want to test that out. Know that you want to touchy-touchy and flappy-flapper and, and, and do français. Mm-hmm. Eh? Know that you want to do it, but struggle the fact that you know you can't. Before you get into that situation, where, oh no, I, I am allowed to. The apostle is just doing too much. He's just, he, he, there's, he's going too far. Look, at the, at the youth recharge, my God, if Sister Janelle's watching this, Sister Janelle killed us with a question at that youth recharge. <laughs> hey, hey. It was something I did not even know Um, because I was taught otherwise and so forth. But, you know, within the brothers, when they're playing, they have uh, Under Armour un- under the shorts. It's mm-hmm. If we're just around brothers, then it's a different story. If it's just brothers in there, that's fine. But just to go live like that, No, you got to have pants on. And when some heard that, I mean, shoot, you have some, their sons is trying to go after some scholarships right now. You know, I don't know what teams may accept them with the pants, but if they don't, you know, and now what goes on? So it was, but it's just my example right there. I could have easily fought that. I I could have said, no, no, now he's doing too much. Like I'm covered. What else do you want me to do? What else do you want me to do? I heard that thing, accepted it. And now work out, whatever, this and that, left and right, just just that's plain and simple. You know, it was a hard question to hear. I'm sure some would have wished they heard that after maybe 10, 15, 20 years later, you know, maybe when they had a couple millions in the bank and they didn't know, but now they know. You understand? So don't be in the position of fighting against. If you're struggling, work to come out that struggle. And then once you're out that struggle, something else may be waiting for you. That being said, brothers and sisters, thank you for listening. Brother Justin, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your testimony on the, on the I Thrive Podcast. Remember, brothers and sisters, if you are ready and willing, eh, ready and willing to come and share your testimony, email me at infoithrivethrivepodcast.com. You can catch me on Instagram or Facebook message, <coughs> whatever the case may be. You, you may catch me live in person if you are ready and willing. What do I mean ready and willing? Once you come on this thing, brothers and sisters, you you look, you you go and backslide and start talking against the teaching, start talking against the apostle. I'm not taking your video down. I, I just want to see how so you can see for yourself how how much you were expressing love for this and just to see where you ended up. just to, just to, it'd be a shame you'd come on this, say how much you love the teaching and you're grateful to God for the teaching and that, you know, it's God is the reason why you're in this teaching and so forth, just for you to go out and i speak against it. It would, it would just be a shame. It would just, that's why I said, make sure you're ready and willing to come. Don't just come on this thing and you know, you just want to show your face and make sure you are ready and willing to come and share your testimony on the I thrive podcast. Cause I say, moreover, God will me. I'm my desire is to be in this thing for life. Stra I'm strapped down in this thing for life. I always say it. Once y'all get my testimony, eventually, what you you understand why what I mean by I can't even afford to leave this teaching. I can't even afford to leave God. I can't. I, I just I, I I can't. Do I struggle? Of course, but God he keeps me through. And I pray that that's why I say pray for me. Pray that I continue in this way. Pray that I continue in this thing for life. I I, I, I I look if there's God, if God sees me five years from now somewhere else, I pray He, he puts different directions on the GPS. Because I, I I I can't I can't my days. I that's why those that backslide and come in. My God, my God. If if someone says God is not merciful, then I don't know what mercy is after that. Anyways, brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening. It's Brother Sundine, or well, it's your Brother Sundine from the Ither podcast, or as some of you may know me now, the podcast man. <laughs> Thank you for listening, brothers and sisters. God bless and peace be. Don't forget, this podcast affiliates itself with one church and one church only, that is First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, where the leader, teacher, and guide is Apostle Pastor Gino Jennings. Thank you for listening, brothers and sisters. God bless and peace be unto you all.